and welcome to Talking Property with CBRE, a podcast in which our team of experts, our clients and industry specialists share insights into the way we live, work and invest through the lens of commercial real estate. My name's Kate Bailey, Director of Research in the Pacific, and I'm your host for today's episode. Today, we're talking about green finance. What is it? The driving forces behind it? And what opportunities exist in Australia's commercial property sector? To help me unpack this discussion, I'm joined by Samia Chopra, CBRE's Head of Research in the Pacific and Head of ESG Research across Asia Pacific, and Andrew McCasker, Managing Director of CBRE's Debt and Structured Finance business here in the Pacific. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Kate. Pleasure to be here. Well, ESG is the acronym on everybody's lips at the moment, and it's an issue that the corporate sector is heavily focused on, and many companies really striving to achieve a net zero emissions by 2030. But green finance is probably a pretty new term. So, Andrew, can you share with our listeners what exactly is green finance and how does it differ from traditional forms of financing? Yeah, thanks, Kate. And certainly uh, you are right. The term green finance is a, a new coined phrase in the finance and property industry. Interestingly, we have had green financing around for a number of years. Uh, We've had green bonds issued uh, for the last several years, which have allowed groups that qualify for neighbours' ratings or energy efficiencies to access funding via green bonds. The green finance is an extension of that availability of finance and is being participated in through uh, not only the domestic banks, but also offshore banks and funds that participate in the direct debt market. Ultimately, the benefit in accessing a green bond, certainly from the borrower side of things, is there's a marginal financial benefit, usually with a reduction in interest costs. But for the greater good, we're seeing that it's encouraging borrowers, developers and owners to take the initiatives to convert their assets into assets which are compliant to the ESG and allow them to access green financing or green bonds. Interesting. So, While green loans represent about 3% of Australia's commercial real estate debt, CBRE's latest green finance report estimates that as much as $15 billion of the circa $75 billion in debt refinanced annually could be linked to the energy efficient assets. Samia, what does this mean for the commercial real estate sector and how can investors capitalise on this? Yeah, Kate, look, there's circa $330 billion of lending out to the real estate sector. And about $75 billion is then refinanced each year. Uh, we also know that Australian real estate companies have been on this uh, ESG improvement journey that Andrew was talking about for a number of years. So, for instance, you know, about 74% of the office stock in Australia has a neighbours rating. And the commercial banks, you know, the big four banks in Australia, have made a commitment of $200 billion towards sustainable finance. So I see all three of these factors coming together to power the green finance sector in real estate. That's the volume of refinance, current ESG rated stocks and the bank commitments. And that gives us that circa 15 billion type opportunity for green finance each year. That seems like a huge opportunity and building on that potential opportunity, Andrew, Green finance, we sort of think about it in terms of new investments, but what about investors that are looking to retrofit or renovate their properties? Can they also benefit from this? 
Yeah, look, great question, Kate, and, and the simple answer is yes. And we're seeing a number of developers and value-add groups looking to uh, convert their assets from the current standard that it is to achieve the highest Green Star ESG rating that they can. And by doing that, they can not only access green financing through the banking market, but the federal government have the Clean Energy Finance Corporation, which does everything from loans to retrofit uh, lighting in buildings through to full-scale solar plants across the top of large industrial development. So absolutely, it's available for uh, retrofitting existing buildings. Yeah, that's super interesting as well, that just that breadth of, of availability of that finance. And Andrew, I'd love for you to build on that and, and, you know, what are some of the driving forces behind green finance and, and potentially if you want to discuss some of the considerations that might go into securing a green loan? Absolutely, Kate. So, interestingly, uh, the driving force is being driven through community pressure. So, the expectation that the Australian public have in relation to the assets are being delivered in the type of work environment that they're working in is asking the owners of the assets to be able to deliver and contribute to something which is going to be positive into the environment, social and governance community in which they're looking to uh, to participate in. As far as being able to access the green loans, of course, there's a whole other industry that's been created out of this and along the lines of testing compliance in relation to ESG and ensuring that once the loan's been awarded and nominated as a green loan, that the, the owner of that asset has a responsibility to ensure that they remain compliant throughout not only the term of the loan, but also the term of owning the asset, but it's going to remain being ESG compliant. And also, it's not just a line in the sand, it's constant improvement. So as technology improves or opportunities to develop things differently, the expectation is that the owners of those assets will also continue to improve the environmental, social and governance of the asset that they currently have. So what are institutional investment committees looking for when they're reviewing the opportunity to purchase an asset? Yeah, interestingly, Kate, um, we've had feedback from a number of large institutional groups that have talked about their investment committee and obviously they're looking for the fundamentals, so return, quality of asset um, and so on. But one of the key questions which is being asked up front now is what's the ESG impact on the asset they're looking to buy? And it's become quite clear that it's either compliant with ESG and the ratings that they need to be able to be satisfied with the style of asset they're buying or it can be made compliant in a really short period of time. So some groups we've spoken to have said if they can't convert an asset from its current status to being compliant with the ratings in ESG within two years, then potentially they won't purchase the asset. Andrew, and maybe also I'd add, you know, there's an angle here with, you know, what the landlord's looking to do from in terms of ESG ambition and what the occupiers are looking to do from an ESG ambition perspective. And, and I'd probably say that becomes more and more important in the industrial and retail sector, where, you know, we do have some global groups that are very interested in ensuring that they have the right ESG credentials for their assets. Finally, Samir, what sectors are leading the way with green finance transactions and what do you think is driving demand in one sector over another? Yeah, Kate, look, um, the office sector has accounted for, you know, half of all the green finance transactions in Australia right now. And that's sort of then you know, followed by industrial and retail, which make up sort of 18 to 19% each of the green finance transactions. I think a lot of this is because of historical forces. 
you know, a lot of the office stock in Australia has been retrofitted. In fact, you know, we find almost a quarter of the older Australian office stock has now been upgraded to be sort of neighbours five and a half or six star rated. So that's kind of led that big chunk of office stock. Industrial and retail, I think, is where probably the more interesting and exciting opportunities lie sort of going forward. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, Samir and Andrew. I've really enjoyed today's discussion. It's definitely a such a growth sector and, and you know some really big opportunities coming up in that space. So I really appreciate your time. Thanks for listening to Talking Property with CBRE. If you like the show and want to check out more, visit cbre.com.au backslash talking property or subscribe through Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also read our full green finance report by clicking on the link in our show notes. Until next time, 